Gridiron Guys YouTube channel, and today we are going to do the NFC West draft grades. The NFC West is probably one of the tougher divisions in football, arguably the best division in the NFC, with the reigning NFC champion San Francisco 49ers and a very solid Seattle Seahawks, LA Rams, and an uprising Arizona Cardinals. But let's jump right into it with the LA Rams. And the Rams were without a first-round pick this year, but they did not let them hold them back in the draft, acquiring five of our top 100 players. And they were really able to address all sides of the ball, running back, wide receiver, linebacker, safety, tight end. They covered a lot of needs. They gave Goff weapons. Kevin, what do you like about the Rams draft that we gave them a B-plus? Um, I'd say they had a really solid all-around draft. They didn't hit any superstar picks, but they got a lot of safe bets. Cam Akers is a very safe running back. I think he'll be pretty good. Him and Darrell Henderson could be a really good combo in fantasy. And in real life, Van Jefferson's one of the more polished receivers. He's older. He's going to fit in perfectly for that team. Great, great, great route runner. Uh, kind of like Cooper Cup. Uh, Terrell Lewis is dominant when healthy, but injuries are concerning. Terrell Burgess, uh, very solid, uh, very underrated safety in my opinion. Uh, Bryson Hopkins, uh, like concerns with his catching and his drops. Uh, other than that, very athletic tight end. Jordan Fuller, he's not really an outstanding player, but he's solid. Uh, shout out to him though, being from Old Japan. Um, he's also a team captain for Ohio State, three-year captain, which is very hard to do. And Clay Johnson should serve as depth. I think they just had an all-around very solid draft class. Guys who can come in right away, fit positions of need. They got younger, a lot of depth, and guys that they can work with. Yeah, I like Van Jefferson to replace Cooks because he's been a disappointment the last two years. And Robert Woods and Cooper Cup have played well, but they really need that third option because none of them have really emerged as that true number one wide receiver. So I like Van Jefferson to complete that trio. But moving on to the Seattle Seahawks, for the first time in what feels like forever, they did not trade out of the first round, but they took their typical who the hell is this guy at the end of the first round in Jordan Brooks. And Jordan Brooks isn't a nobody. We definitely had a second round grade on him out of Texas Tech. And, I mean, this is the classic Seattle draft. A lot of guys that the average fan hasn't heard of. And that's why we just gave them a very eh grade. C, it wasn't average. It was very, eh, like, very average. They had a nice amount of draft capital. And these are a bunch of players that Seattle usually picks. No one's ever heard of them. And it's hard to say. Maybe there'll be some diamonds in the rough, like last year. Uh, I think they do have one. Though. DK, who do you think are diamond in the rough is mm. this year? Uh, Darrell Taylor from Tennessee. He is, he's very slept on among the pass rushers. He was a, a lot. Ah, he was one of the later pass rushers uh, rated in this class, but I think he had pretty good production at Tennessee. And being in the SEC, if you can put a production there, you can put a production in the NFL. Something that stood out to me was he reminded me a lot of Frank Clark, a former Seahawk, who. They took in the second round out of Michigan. He, Frank Clark had drug problems, I believe, or some sort of a case against him. And a lot of people were like, wow, that was a little high. But a lot of people were saying the same thing about Darrell Taylor. But Sachs push over to the uh, NFL, and I think 
he actually has a big chance in uh, Seattle. I also like Alton Robinson from Syracuse. He's a fifth rounder. I think he can learn from uh, some of their defensive ends there. Yeah. Kind of fits the scheme. Without Clowney looking to return, Darrell Taylor is definitely will get in there and get a lot of snaps early and may have a very good rookie season. But Seattle's mm. good. They really just need that player to push them over the top. If their defense becomes closer to elite this year with a Russell Wilson-led offense, they could be an NFC contender once again and hopefully get over the hump this year. Now to the Arizona. You know, oh, continue. Actually, one one more thing about the Seahawks. Um, I did like the Jordan Brooks pick a little bit because yes, they do have more linebacker depth. KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner are getting older, but I do think there were better players available that they could have taken. They could have fit a better position of need, and that was another contributing factor to the C grade. Yeah, they could have gotten Brooks possibly in the second round. But moving on to the Arizona Cardinals, getting one of our best prospects in Isaiah Simmons. We gave them a B plus. I really wanted them to go tackle at eight overall. Beckton would have been a great pick for them because you have to protect your investments. You trade for Hopkins. Kyler Murray was your first overall pick last year. No knock on Josh Jones, but he's he's not a elite left tackle in the league in years to come. He could he definitely has a future as a tackle in the league. It's just you have to protect your quarterback. That's why I think the Cardinals just didn't do it for me. We bumped up the grade to add bit because they didn't have a second-round pick. I love you, Evan Weaver in the sixth round. That was great value. I think every pick was a solid pick. Yeah, it just the just the issue is is Simmons really gonna that. is Simmons really gonna be that good to be taken over? Makai Becton, who has the, all the potential in the world to be I, – I like him or better right tackle. I don't know. I just think they needed to protect Kyler Murray. I, I, didn't, I think, didn't agree with this. Yeah, I, I agree with what you said. I think they needed a lineman here. Even if they took Wirfs and moved him to guard, I, I think he, any lineman is not better than Sims in this situation, but it definitely has more of an impact. Um. So, I mean, Simmons is still a great pick. I think they still can get a lot out of him. Josh Jones following him to round three was a great pick. Uh, that helped boost their grade. Lecky Fotu is a nose tackle. He can be really good when used right. And I think complementing him with Rashard Lawrence only helps improve that defensive front. Um, it'll help with the run game a lot. Both are good run stuffers. Evan Weaver is an absolute tackling machine. I think that was a steal in the sixth round. He is kind of slow, which hurts him, which is why he went that late. But his production is there. He reminds me a lot of Blake Martinez. And uh, Eno Benjamin, I think he could be really special. I think he might be the best seventh round pick. You think he has a role year one? Uh, I would say, judging on the fact that they got rid of David Johnson, I think it's going to be... Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds running the show, assuming the David Johnson and Kenyon Drake roles from last year, where I think Eno Benjamin, if he makes the team, will wind up getting that Chase Edmonds role from last year. Yeah, get in there when there's some injuries, get some production. Yeah, I I think Arizona didn't go wrong with best player available with Simmons. I just think there's some times when you just can't, and that's when the best and most important player on your team needs an offensive line or his career may be in jeopardy. 
But it's now another team. Not the Cardinals, the 49ers, who had only five picks. I think the fewest in the entire draft besides the Saints no, because yeah. they traded a couple away. They filled the two only they filled the biggest two holes, basically or you could say the only two holes they had on their entire team. Trade DeForest Buckner, get a cheap replacement in Javon Kinlaw, let Emmanuel Sanders walk, sign Brandon Ayuk. I only problem I have with San Fran draft is I think those two players are worse than the players they let leave, which means I think they have a worse team than last year. I would have liked to I would have liked the forty ers to trade that pick in the end of the first round for a player like Evan Ingram who has more position versatility who can play 12 personnel and make mismatched nightmares with him and Kittle or why not wide and take a wide receiver later in the draft maybe trade a feature pick to get like one in the second or third round I like the Kinlaw selection but I really don't think Sam Fran needed him particularly I think they should have doubled up on offense they should have given Jimmy G all the weapons they should have gotten because their Super Bowl window is over in probably two years. I think it's a two-year window after this. They have a good team, but they have a lot of veterans on the team that are just, like, their best player on offense, or most important, is Jimmy G. It's going to be gone in two years. Best player on defense, Richard Sherman, or at least most important. It's going to be gone soon. Other than Nick Bosa, you can't discount Nick Bosa. I just would have liked them. I don't know how much of an impact Kinlaw will make year one. Similar to how Buckner didn't make an impact year one. But they're both very talented. That's why I gave them B+. What do you think of that, Kevin? Yeah. Uh, I think it was a very good draft. I, I love the draft that the Niners had because uh, they knew heading into the offseason their best shot was last year. And you got to give them credit where credit is due. They made a good run last year. Of course, they came a little bit short, kind of choked it. But Kinlaw is a very raw defensive tackle who's only going to benefit from that defensive line. So I think his production is going to be a lot better with the Niners than it would be with another team. But I really did like that selection because he is going to be a building block for the future there. No, he's not as good as Buckner, and they know that. But I got to give John Lynch a lot of credit with what he's done this offseason because he took a potential disastrous offseason and just pivoted them towards a slight, slight step back. Because even Brandon Ayuk, no, he's not going to be as good as Emmanuel Sanders right out the gate. But I think he has a lot of potential. John Lynch said, the first thing he said about him is, have you seen his arms? He's a longer wingspan than Calvin Johnson. He's got the same play style as Debo Samuel. So they can run the same formations with him and Debo, which could create a scary combo. Plus, they got Charlie Werner later in the draft, who is a run-blocking stud of a tight end out of Georgia, and Juwan Jennings from Tennessee, who is a stud with the run-after-catch ability, which is what they love out of receivers. And I think he could be a steal, too. Also, they traded their uh, third-round pick next year for Trent Williams, which is a huge upgrade because Joe Staley retired. Yeah, I think San Fran did all they could to really compete this year and next. I just think it all comes down to can Jimmy G elevate his play level to borderline top 10, 15 quarterback to an elite quarterback. I'm not saying he has to put out Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson type stats because his defense is so good. But he has to take the next step. Or the San Francisco 49ers will not be winning a Super Bowl with their uber-talented rosters. Sad to say. He needs to step up his play for them to 
really win it, I think. I think they're close, but they're just – I feel like they definitely took a step back. But they're, you are right when you say their window is closing. But John Lynch has a plan, and I think he's doing a great job at putting it together. Yeah, all these teams, none of them really hit it out of the park. None really blundered miserably. They all kind of did what they had to do. Seattle was the worst, but the other three really had overall solid drafts. And that concludes the NFC West. Next episode releasing probably sometime this coming weekend. We'll be covering the NFC South, so stay tuned.